Hey guys, it's Lauren Yates here, celebrity interviewer, entertainment reporter, and the host of this podcast, Rave It Up, celebrity news, reviews, and interviews. If this is the first time you're listening, go check out our show's trailer on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to learn more about us. And make sure to follow us on social media to tell us what else you would like to hear from this podcast. We are under Rave It Up TV on Instagram, Rave It Up Show on Facebook, and our website is raveituptv.com. Now today, we have a chat to Canadian actor Kevin McGarry, who you may know playing Mitch on the TV show Heartland, and Nathan Grant on When Calls the Heart. Before we get into today's interview, we would like to give a shout out to our Patreons, Irene, Bev and Michael. If you haven't heard of Patreon before, it is a great way to support us and keep us running and improving. You pick a membership tier that suits you and your budget per month, and in return for supporting us, we'll give you behind the scenes content and free stuff. You don't have to give much either. You can be a part of our Patreons for as little as $4 a month. Just visit patreon.com forward slash rave it up. You can even donate through PayPal if you don't trust other sites. You can do so just through our email, raveituptv at gmail.com. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to contact us. We appreciate anything you can do to support us. Now, let's get into this interview. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Rave it up. Hey guys, it's RJ May from Breaking Bad. It's Adam Stavani from Step Up. It's Keegan Allen from Pretty Little Liars. Hi, this is Arthur Butcher. It's Cosentino. It's Rob Mills. Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. We're raving it up. Rave it I'm up. having fun. Hashtag Lauren, rave it up. Yes. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Thank you, I like that effect. I raving. We're raving it up. Kevin, welcome to Rave It Up. It is a pleasure to finally have you on the show. How are you going today? Good. I'm going. Is that what you guys say? How are you going? How, How you doing? doing? Is, is How you doing? <laughs> How you going? I'm going well. I'm good day, mate. Thank you. Good day. Um, I am. Uh, I'm going very well. I'm. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for asking me. Well, yeah, I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you're in between filming right now, so mm-hmm. this is just your time to relax and just chill out. <laughs> it is, and we'll just we'll just tell we'll spill all the secrets right now. I guess. Oh, okay. Juicy. Yeah. More gossip. <laughs> well, I don't know if you know this already, but. I pretty much had all of your main Heartland co-stars on the show already. So it's about time we I have heard. you too, right? Yeah. What have they been saying? Oh. That's what I got to know. Do you have Michelle? Did you have what Michelle? They- yes, I've had Michelle. I've had Sean, oh. Amber, Graham. Oh, and I just had Gabriel a couple of weeks ago. So. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Carrie, Jessica. Damn. Yes. Heaps, 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 heaps. I know. Everyone except Alicia Newton. And it still need to try to get her on. (laughs) She's here right now. She's somewhere in Vancouver, I think. But I don't know. We'll work on that. Track her down. (laughs) Yeah. Now, since this is your first time on our show, we'd actually love to get to know you a little bit better and start from the beginning of your career, if that's okay, to get a good idea of how you've made it to where you are today. So is it true that your career started off as a bit of a happy accident because you mistakenly entered a 12th grade theatre class? Can you please tell us the yeah. story? How do you accidentally walk into a theatre class? I think it was, it was grade nine, it wasn't grade 12. And um, I, I accidentally walked in because I purposely left math class. So I'm sitting in math, I just did not, I've never been good with, with anything that has like, yeah, you know, it, <laughs> any any course that or any answer that is like a specific answer you know like in math the answer is four and there's no other answer right and i'm just not good with like english i feel like i could or any of the arts i feel like i could i, I could uh 
uh, fake it till you make you know, it. Kind of, <laughs> exactly, basically, right? I could argue my my answer like, well, this is what it is, and yeah, and uh, but I mean, you know, if it's four, the answer is four. So math and I don't really get along. So I was just like, oh, I'm gonna go to the bathroom or whatever, and left. And I'm just kind of rolling around the halls in grade nine. You know, I'm still kind of getting used to the high school. And I ended up walking into a drama class that was like in the middle of, maybe it was grade 12 drama, because like, they were older. And I was watching this play or something, or it was, it was, I think it was a, like a type of improv uh, exercise or whatever. And I just remember being like, I cannot believe people go into this, like, this is, this is a class, you know, you, you get, you get, you get credit for this. Uh, so I sat and I just kind of like watched the whole thing. And I was like, oh, I got to switch my, all, all my courses around or whatever. And then I, you know, enrolled in, 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 in theater or, in, you know, in drama class. But I will say, you know, like I was always, even before um, high school, like I, I, I did some, the, you know, I did like the school plays and like, I like to put on like shows and, you know, we played around with my dad's like old VHS camera or whatever, like make made little movies. And stuff. So like, I always had that kind of storytelling Mm. you know joking around like just hamming it up wanting to be the center of attention kind of thing I've always I always had that um and then I realized I could get like a a credit for it (laughs) so I was like yeah I'll do I'll I'll do that so yeah kind of a happy accident it's just meant to be it was like heaven you're doing the wrong thing go down this path (laughs) yeah exactly so it it was a sign from God so yeah I did it Awesome. And you did study theatre arts after school too, but you also have a degree in creative writing. That was a big surprise to me. Are you still creative writing to this day or just do do, a bit of a hobby? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't have a degree in it, but I do. I I did study screenwriting at uh, George Brown in in, in Toronto. And uh, yeah, no, I mean, I have, I honestly, I've written like a couple things. I when I was struggling in Toronto and like, you know, trying to make it or whatever, I, I wrote um, two musicals that we kind of, me and my wow. friends, uh, my writing partner put off. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've written some short films and stuff and shot stuff like that, but um, I've just been kind of, you know, knock on marble or whatever this is. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I've just been so lucky in the last four years that I just really have been working so much that I haven't had time, but I would love to like, you know, shoot something that I wrote that I would you know that I wrote mm-hmm. and actually the last um you know working on when calls the heart or whatever I our, our show our current showrunner Joe John Joe John Tinker um is very open to you, you know ideas from the cast you know you know from the characters or whatever and I got to kind of co-write a scene with him um oh, cool. kind of a pivotal scene the end so that was kind of fun so but I mean no I mean the answer is like I haven't really I don't have like a screenplay I'm sitting on right now. It's like, and. Yes. Well, you never know um, in the future, if any, right? If any of these listeners, any of these <laughs> listeners want to throw in some money. This is live, right? People listening. Oh, I can see the board lighting up right now. Oh yeah. People are. Oh, look at that. Heaps of calls. In. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to them later. <laughs> well, you never know in the future. Like in this industry, you can just dabble in a little bit of everything. It's all still in the, under the entertainment umbrella. So who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You who let knows? us know though. All right. You let us know in Australia first. <laughs> I will. I will. So you finished uh, university in what two thousand and seven, and then you have you did actually begin your acting career a year earlier. I was reading in your biography, but apparently you didn't land your first major TV role um, on Open Heart until two thousand and fifteen. So how long do you, uh, you think know you... dates? I don't. I don't remember dates. <laughs> You're like I, I don't know. It was just all mushed into one. <laughs> It was. I, I must have, 
I must have graduated theater school 2005-ish. Um, I had to. Maybe was it 2007? Is that what it says? Who knows? Who writes the screenwriting? I think. Well, that on the internet says creative writing uh, degree in 2007. (laughs) Yes, the internet knows all. I think the internet said I was dead for a little while. Seriously, there was another. Oh, there was another Kevin Legary, I think, who passed away, and if, if. he must have been more famous than I was, but it, you know, you click on the Google thing and they're like, yeah, Kevin McGarry passed away in like 19. All the fans are like, oh my I was God. Like, I wasn't even born yet. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, how long do you think anyway. you were, you know, working hard on your craft and auditioning for before getting your first big break? Because they always <laughs> say, you know, it takes 10 years to be an overnight success. I like to ask that question because it, it gives, you know, the listeners a bit of a insight into, you know, it's yeah. so rewarding this career, but it is also very difficult. <laughs> It's incredibly difficult. Yeah, um, there are, of course, and I know some some actors, you know, that's were lucky enough to like come right out of theater school, you know, and get something right away and kind of get their career to take off a little bit. I was not that. I, it's you know, God, I, I struggled quite a bit until I'd say my late twenty. I mean, I was, you know, I might have been twenty two, twenty three when I when I graduated from uh, theater school, and I didn't get open hard which was my very first like you know series regular mm. until i was i would say 29 or something like that and you know and it, I, it was sprinkled actually and in in between that time i think but you know by the time i was 25 i was working just as an actor but it, you know mm. it, i wasn't like rolling i wasn't like you know sleeping on a pile of money every night i was, I was <laughs> sleeping on a pile of rags um, it was so funny but, yeah but <laughs> I was I was doing a lot of theater at the time. You know, I got into um, uh, like a repertoire theater company, mm. and I was doing like small little theater gigs, kind of in Toronto. And so I, I was making enough money to kind of just do theater, mm. but you know, just just act by the time I was twenty five. But I wasn't I wasn't able to kind of make a living um, until about twenty nine, about twenty nine thirty, and and you know I you know kind of it's so lucky that I did too because I just had a I had a stronger perspective of of kind of work ethic and what it takes and and just know that you know none of this is permanent you know it's gonna you know just because you're, you're kind of working right now that you know it will end eventually and you've got to find something else too and well even COVID so, was a big uh, eye-opener uh, for everyone in the entertainment well, we, industry <laughs> oddly enough the entertainment industry was not a, it went the other way where there was so people People were stuck at home and they needed they needed something to watch, right? So we better so stop making movies things. and TV shows. <laughs> exactly. We were with with Winkle's Heart. We were the very first show to go come back, um, or one of maybe not the very. I don't know. You got somebody. It's like actually, the number three. Um, we were the we were one, one of, of the first. first shows. One of the first shows to come back uh, last year during COVID, and it was such a you know surreal world of of everyone's afraid to like get close to anybody and, to, and you know they, we had to figure out how to how to shoot with there were some people I mean we weren't this crazy but I know there were some people that um for like some of these romantic movies at the end when they kiss like they were kissing a tennis ball and then they would superimpose <laughs> each other like in, in the final uh yeah oh Isn't my goodness crazy? because everyone was just kind of figuring it out at the time. so no one had any idea what was never what gonna was going be able on. to look so, at a movie the same way again any any yeah, kissing or, scene or, you'd or, be like or you're, you're going to wonder if it was, if they, yeah, tennis ball. That person <laughs> wasn't there. They clearly gets me tennis ball. Um, so creative but, though. Oh yeah. I mean, I think that's what COVID, what it, it's, 
it forced people to kind of get creative to figure out how can we tell you know these stories without 20 cast members you know how can we bring things mm. down um so I, I, I don't even know how we got here you know we just went down the road and I don't even know how we got um, tangent. <laughs> tangent uh how do we get how do we get talking about this we were talking about how long you're working on your craft for but yeah and oh, how I do we get tangents. to COVID and <laughs> it's wild <laughs> I have to go back and listen to it um well I guess yeah I, I can move on to the next oh, question man, if you like <laughs> No, I feel like we got to figure out how we got here. Uh, was it the COVID changed things? The COVID uh, changed things, kept things busy. How things change, maybe, or you know, I guess maybe saying that maybe I was saying something like knowing that um, I, I was happy that I kind of got six. Oh, that, that it could be taken away age. from you. It won't last because forever. It be that taken was away. It. Like COVID, that's how we got there. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Didn't have to rewind this podcast. Figured out. Um, Use our heads. But, yeah. Use our brains. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it was a good lesson, you know. And it was, and and it still is. And it's, um, I, I was happy this this came later in life. And also, also who I was too. Like I, I always kind of looked like a man. Like even when I was, you know, I had some friends in 22, 23 and they were doing Degrassi's a big show in Canada, right? So you know, mm. I did for that and a lot of like dumb teen comedies and stuff like that. So I'd be I'd audition for these these teenagers and like I looked like I was you know their dad already like, a man hey fellow, <laughs> hey fellow kids and he's like he's a narc uh, yeah. <laughs> twenty two so jump street never, exactly it's like yeah don't tell that guy he's the principal um, but at the same time I was too young in in personality and and maturity to you know, to play any older roles. So like the, my sweet spot was probably right around like 29 when I was able to kind of, but you know, I was just, I was able to look at this with, with, with clear eyes, you know, and, and what I wanted and what it takes to, uh, to stay alive kind of in this business. So yeah, it yeah. did come later, but I'm happy it did. And you've been doing wow, well. What a journey know? that was. Yeah. Oh, thank T you. Touch yeah. wood. I, I've actually got a wooden table, so I'll touch the wooden oh, table instead this one's of the marble. marble. I told you. So I'll hit marble. <laughs> Did you know we filmed this interview? Well, come on over to our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. You can subscribe for free. And here's a little secret. We like to reward our active subscribers with autographed photos and merchandise, no matter where you are in the world. So don't forget to give us a thumbs up while you're there and get busy sharing the videos with your friends. Hey guys, it's RJ May from Breaking Bad. Adam Stavani from Step Up. Bryce Johnson from Pretty Little Liars. It's Rob Mills. Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. These celebrities are sharing a message of hope and inspiring the younger generation in our new book, Knowing What I Know Now. This is filled with 70 quotes from your favourite celebrities on what they would tell their 14-year-old selves. A book filled with amazing advice to help you chase your dreams or help you deal with bullying or depression. It is available worldwide as a paperback or ebook version. Go to raveituptv.com to buy your copy now. There is even an audiobook version coming very soon. In 2010, you did play Charlie in the movie Saw, the final chapter, which is a horror movie. How was your That's experience true. with that genre? Would you want to do a horror again? Oh, so this one, this was my very first role. I, I, this was something like I was 23 or 20. I, I was playing like a cop in that, that thing. And like playing uh, a man role. <laughs> playing a man role. It was like a young like cop. It was like, oh, I don't know, Sergeant so-and-so. Um, and uh, just just to kind of prove 
like I was there to kind of help tell the story just to, to make it seem like the uh, exposition. Like I, I was there to kind of help out the exposition of, of, of the main uh, the main girl to make it seem like I, I was a cop that shows up with like her groceries. And it's, it's this idea that like she's been in her apartment for a very long time, whatever like that. <laughs> Not really important. One of my first roles, it was a horror. I didn't really have any horror stuff to do with it. I just, you know, mm. got to be part of that franchise. And then my buddies are watching it because they like horror stuff. And they call me up. They're like, McGarry, I don't know, man. Unless you were the guy in the mask, I did not see you in that movie. <laughs> I <find out laughs> it that was I that short. Cut. Well, it wasn't even that short. It got cut. That whole scene got cut. So after telling all these people that I was in this movie. And then it happened again. I was in, I got this part on... Um, the Vin Diesel, uh, was that like James Bond, Vin Diesel movie that the triple X, uh, yeah, whatever X, the, the third one, it was yeah. the third one. And, uh, same thing, like another big movie or whatever. And I got this part and I was supposed to be like this speaking with a British accent. I was like, this kind of like James Bond. Ooh. Um, yeah, it was really cool. You know, and it, yeah, this James Bond assassin type thing. And anyways, with, with those types of movies, they tend to, you know, you get the first draft, second draft, third draft, all the way to like, you know, draft a hundred or whatever. And at the draft that I was cast in, there was like all these bad guys that were going to happen. They were all from like different parts of the world. It was going to be great. Anyways, slowly after I got cast, my agent kept calling me like, hey, so the part's getting a little smaller. It's okay. It's, like, it's going to be great. Vin Diesel still kills you. I think I got like thrown off a building by Vin Diesel. She's like, this would be great. Yeah. And then, and then it, it kind of whittled itself down to all of a sudden, just like a fight scene at the beginning before, you oh. know, I was like, still, this is kind of cool, big fight scene. Still a big movie. So, still a big movie. So I shoot it or whatever, right? And, um, and, uh, a really cool little fight scene, get to play all these gadgets. I think I had a watch that like shot darts or lasers or something like that. And, the trailer comes out and I'm in the trailer. So I'm, telling everybody, I'm like, yeah, you got to see this thing. Like, you know, millisecond or whatever. And then movie comes, movie comes out, buddies call back up again and say, uh, McGarry, unless you were wearing a bald cap and pretend you were Vin Diesel, I did not see you in that movie. And oh. I got cut out of it again. They cut out the whole thing. Oh my again. goodness. So my... My luck with those uh, bigger budget uh, blockbuster kind of things is that uh, I, I'm slowly, I think the next time that happens, if it does happen, I'll have to get in the movie by that time. Because I went from no movie yeah. to little little bit of trailer to like, I gotta be at least, you gotta have maybe, a- my, maybe my hand will make it in or something on, on this <laughs> third one. And you'll be like, that's my shoulder. <laughs> Hey, but, at least you got yeah. Heartland and When Calls the Heart, right? You know. <laughs> I got I got that right now. That's you got heaps of screen time, yeah. just not in blockbuster movies That's yet. True. Not yet. Not yet. They'll be kicking you know? themselves eventually for not having you. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna write a strong worded letter to Vin Diesel. Uh, and Dear get all the fans Vin. to do it. <laughs> yeah. You, you yeah. got heaps yeah. of fans, so you might as Go well use them. <laughs> That's it. Everybody write to Vin Diesel. <laughs> No, Just don't. I don't know. Don't, creators don't of the movie, anyway. I don't know how much yeah, Vin yeah. Diesel has any no, weight in that. It's but... Vin Diesel. No, don't do it. Uh, you do also have some strong uh, theater background as well. You know, theater credits like A Midsummer Night's Dream, The Complete Work, mm-hmm. William Shakespeare, and She Loves Me, mm-hmm. to name a few. It, do you ever want to like do more live theater? I know, obviously, When Calls oh, yeah. the Heart, Heartland's taking up a lot of your time, but. Yes, no, I think that, I mean, that's what I went to school for. And that's, um, that's what I like the most. Um, 
and that's actually what I really miss a lot too about the, the, whole, the whole pandemic that's going on. I mean, that's, I, I have a lot of friends that are in the theater, you know, whether it's like straight theater, music theater, whatever it is. And it's, it is Just halted, halted. Yeah. That is so sad. I mean, actually, you guys in Australia were one of the very first people to open up their type of Broadway. And I know so many Broadway producers were trying to move yeah. their shows to, to I know, your uh, I know Pippin was the first to open, you know, when yeah, I think, COVID I think was still happening. From, I think a show from Canada, um, um, Come From Way, was was trying to get in there as well, right? I don't know. Uh, but it did. And then did it? now we've been locked down, so that's paused again. Oh, yeah. Geez. Well, It was, it was running for a little bit. Yeah. It's great too. If you're, I mean, and you were just talking about the actress you were speaking to in Newfoundland. It's all about Newfoundland, right? I mean, that's mm. what that musical is about. Anyways, a great musical. If I could pitch it, anyways, listening, you should watch it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I was really sad when, like, I I would see a lot of of plays and and and, and musicals in Toronto. Me too. Mm. And yeah, in like New York and so like I just I I really like that stuff and. I always wanted kind of to be in Broadway. I got close a couple of times, um, you know, cl- close to kind of being in some Broadway shows. It just never really happened. Um, it's all right. But I would love to. Yeah, I would in the love future. to. <laughs> in the future. After, hey, after, the young. Vin, after we go back and get in another Vin Diesel movie, now I'll go to Broadway. Then we'll go to Broadway. Um, yep. Yeah. Because I'm guessing um, you like that live element of it where, you know, the yeah. TV shows you're in, they're all pre-recorded. They can edit things out as we know from the movies yeah. cut you out completely exactly <laughs> live you're yeah, on yeah, there yeah. you always got it is always true. Got time there's a sense of power you've got i think as an actor when you're on stage because like nobody can kind of tamper with how you are you know projecting mm. y- your character and you know i say that but i mean you know you spend two months getting it tampered by the by the director and then you yeah. know you put it up on its feet but but still when you're up there in front of the audience it is really just like it, it's it's on your shoulders to kind of carry that part of the story mm. and you know in film and tv especially tv like it's just you know you're such a slave to to the i mean they they tell you where to stand they tell you where to look they tell you all and, it, and you you know you're trying well maybe if i do this you know maybe i can kind of switch out a bit so it it would be nice to kind of get and there's there's an aspect of like anything could go wrong you know on theater like i mean mm. an aspect of and i've had those moments you know where like something will fall or a set piece will crash to the ground or somebody will forget their line and then you're like you're really in it you've got to all figure out how you're going to get out of this thing and and uh i miss that a little bit you know because Mm. yeah the film it's not true with tv just, you can just if you forgot your line you just refilm it <laughs> yeah you can just you can just stop like it, it, yeah it, the stakes i mean the stakes are there but, but but it's 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 not as um scary i guess mm. i don't know scary and yeah. embarrassing to a whole audience <laughs> yes yes yeah so, well, who knows yeah. as i said in the future let's let's just tag kevin and everything and get just him on, keep on tagging s- me on stage. Go to Vin Diesel. Tag me in all <laughs> Vin Diesel's photos. And all the Broadway shows to and get you in them. all the Broadway shows too. Yeah, this will be great. In this day and age, we're surrounded by technology and electricity all the time. Like our phones and laptops, phone and radio towers, Wi-Fi, electric power lines, and the appliances in our home. Do you know that these could be damaging your health? because of the electromagnetic radiation coming off them. When I found Orgone Effects though and bought their products, I immediately noticed a difference. I started sleeping better, 
and was even calmer and not always high on adrenaline. Orgone Effects has over 20 years experience in developing products to neutralize the harmful effects of EMRs. I have six of their products myself now and I could not recommend them highly enough. These products last a lifetime too, so you only have to buy them once. Go check out their website, orgoneffectsaustralia.com.au. That is O-R-G-O-N-E effectsaustralia.com.au. And type in the coupon code RAVEITUP at checkout. Do you love the world of entertainment? And do you love writing? Well, you could be perfect to join Rave It Up. We are currently looking for talented new writers to write for our website, raveituptv.com. You must speak fluent English and be passionate about everything entertainment, from celebrities to movies and music. If you're interested, please email us at info at raveituptv.com. Did you know Rave It Up now has a private Facebook group where we give away regular prizes and you get to have a sneak peek at what we're up to? You'll get to see some fun behind-the-scenes action and can be part of the interview process yourself, just like a real journalist. So come join us and share your passion for entertainment with all of our other fans. Just search Rave It Up Community on Facebook and we look forward to getting to know you. Now, a lot of us obviously know you playing Mitch on the TV show Heartland and also Nathan mm-hmm. Grant on One Calls the Heart. But mm-hmm. I really Any, Anything with heart in it. Heart, I know. Anything with heart. Is, is that what, what it is? is? That's that's what you always choose. Oh, it's got heart I, in the title. Got to choose it. It's not that I choose. It chooses me. I can't, you know, I, I mean... These are or a both fan online made a funny comment going, does he always just choose parts that have love triangles in them? <laughs> yeah, that's all they write for me. That's all you want. <laughs> that's all they write for me. And I never win. I'm always like, oh, oh, oh missed again. <laughs> oh, missed again. Oh, oh my heart. Oh, my God. heart. One day, one day. But I would really love to talk about Heartland more because we do have a lot of Heartland fans listening today. They love listening mm-hmm. to Rave It Up and obviously because I've interviewed pretty much all the cast, all the main cast, oh, yeah. they keep coming back for more. So all right. <laughs> bring us back to the beginning of your journey with Heartland. How was the audition process for you? Was Mitch someone you just automatically connected with and you're like, I have to play this? <laughs> um, I think so. So when I went in for it, um, for sure there's elements of like Mitch that are like me, you know, kind of like a laid back. I, I grew up in the country, um, yeah. you know, the kind of rural areas in Ontario. So I grew up with a lot of guys like Mitch. So it was just very like the laid back kind of cowboys. Um, so that was there already. Uh, I auditioned for Heartland. So I did the, I did the thing and then I got this weird call that they were like, hey, um, my agent was like, so they want you to come back, do it again, but they think you're tilting your head too much. And I was like, <laughs> what? And they're like, yeah, in, in the audition, you're like tilting your head. And I was like, what are you talking about? And I didn't even want to go back. I was kind of like a little myth for that. I was like, I'm tilting my head and they didn't don't even know I was doing it. You know, and maybe, maybe it's because I'm tall and I was just like thinking about the, I don't know what it is, but so Brian, you know, my agent was like, you know, please, you know, go, you know, you should go back and give it a try or whatever. I think you've got that. I think if you go back and you don't tilt your head, you'll, you'll get the job. So I was like, okay. So went back in, did it again. All I was thinking about was my, you know, neck and head. So I couldn't imagine the audition was that good. 
sure enough, they get the call and they're like, hey, yeah. And so, you, you know, they, they want you for the part. And at this time, Mitch was really just, he wasn't as fleshed out to be like a, like a regular uh, character on mm, that show because he was, um, it was a small part kind of helping, uh, helping along Lou's, um, you know, transition from when she divorced Peter and she's, she's kind of getting it back out there to date again. Mm. So they're like, they're going to bring you in, you know, for one or two episodes and see how, you know, see how it goes or whatever. I was lost. So, <laughs> so I mean, that's kind of, I was coming in, I was like, okay, I tore my head too much. They're kind of just going to try me out. It felt very, very like, okay, we'll see what's going on. And I get out there um, and right away, Michelle and I get along very well. Like she's very funny and, and you know, we, we kind of have the same sense of humor and she's a great actress and it was just, it was really fun. And then I find out the, the director was like, hey, she goes, come here. She's like, we thought you were great. We, we loved your, your, your uh, audition. She goes, the executive producer was, was like, we th- I think he tilts his head too much. And, and she's like, I did not think that. She goes, I, like, she's like, I'll just tell him not to tilt his head on the day. It, it's not a big deal. And he's like, no, he's got to come back and not tilt his head. So she's like, I'm so sorry for putting you through that. Like, you were always the guy. We, we always thought you were. So, and she, I mean, you know, she was the, the reason why I, get, why I even got on in that family for a little while. This uh, Gail Harvey is her name. She's a great, great director. And um, yeah, yeah. So anyways, so then I did, I did the, uh, you know, it was just like one day or something. And, you know, I kind of put the moves on Lou and it's too early. And I'm like, well, see you, peace out or whatever. And uh, and then all of a sudden you find out he's kind of a cowboy and, and, and in the next few episodes or whatever, and he, he kind of gets a bond with Jack. And then slowly they were just kind of giving me more stuff. They're like, you know, we were like, Kevin, we think. I, th- I think with Heartland too, is it's not just how, you know, well your character blends in with um, the, the, the story. It's also kind of who you are as a person because there's such a tight family out there. They've had the same crew for such a long mm. time that like, you know, if you get along with everybody really well, and if, you know, if, if they like you and, and it, it's a good fit, then they, they love to kind of keep, you know, having you back or whatever. And yeah. it, it just kind of fit really well. Like where I just, the crew and I go on really well. I, I, I was still pretty new at the time. Like I wasn't doing one calls a heart. I wasn't all the hallmark stuff hadn't really started yet. I just kind of finished when uh, open heart, I might've been doing like, you know, maybe a TV movie in Montreal or something, but I was still very much kind of that quiet guy in the corner and watching a lot of this stuff. Mm. Um, and I remember, I remember one of the producers came up and said, you know, I really like how you're just kind of watching, you know, at, at the <laughs> you're, you're not, you're not walking in strutting around kind of like, this is what I think. Well, like you're just kind of, because every set's getting different, the vibe. right? You know, yeah. getting the vibe. And I, it's, it's still something I do to this day. I'm not, I don't come in and like, this is what I think. And this is like, I like to kind of just sit and sometimes people are like, we thought you hated us. Nobody's thought you were here to talk to us. <laughs> but it was like, no, I'm just, you know, you just kind of watch and see how this machine runs. Hmm. And um, and yeah, and then, you know, I, I fit really well with it. And I got along really well with a lot of the uh, the cast. And I, and I think I think they really liked the Mitch and Jack storyline too better. That like they yeah. had kind of a like buddy, but almost like father-son kind of thing too going on. Hmm. And uh and then Michelle was just so much fun to play with. And then, you know, that, that opened up the way that it did. It was nice that, you know, it was fun to like, I guess, help out of that transition of like, is this character going to find love again? You know? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that was really great. And then on the plus side, I mean, the practical side, they taught me how to ride a horse, which has been. Uh, yeah. I was going to ask. I mean, I, I, I do you already know how to for, ride. Oh no, I lied. 
I lied in the uh, in, in the. I'm a country boy, so I already know how to ride a yeah, horse. Everybody, everyone knows how to ride a horse. <laughs> and then I was like, I got, I got to learn how to ride a horse. And then you know, I kind of figured out how to fake it. And then I get on the horse out there, and like they're real cowboys out there. They're like, he doesn't know how to ride a horse. <laughs> well, you faked it well <laughs> on screen. Well, that no, looks I mean, great. <laughs> I didn't. Well, that's because they didn't let me. They they were like, no, we're gonna we're going to take him up and, and teach him how to ride a horse. So then I learned. And, so when you, you know, look good, they, then we'll put you on camera riding a horse. That's it. They, they taught me. And basically, you know, I can, I can do the, I, I can get that horse to stop on the mark that it, that it's supposed to stop on. Yeah. That's all it is. You're supposed to stop on the mark and, you know, deliver the line and ride off. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's been a great skill. You know, I've got some stuff coming up on one calls the heart from here, or there's some, there's some heavier, um, horse stuff where like I get to really kind of lope and gallop and stuff Ooh, so cool. yeah it's gonna be and you know I just feel so comfortable kind of on it and that's all really because of Heartland so you know as, as so not even having to and, use stunt doubles very often then well they'll always oh, use, I mean I can yeah I, I, I haven't fallen off but I, it's you still want to use the stunt devils are still like incredible riders, you still want to make sure you know? you're there for work the next that, day that yeah and also that wide shot you want to stunt you want to be like that is like those cows look how great i look ride those horses <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i'll tell you it's me but i mean it's it's it, the, the especially like heartland especially has such a great stunt and riding team so mm. yeah what was it like acting that whole love triangle drama with Gabriel and Michelle? Because you three look like you're really good friends in real life. I even saw on your Instagram you helped promote Gabriel's father's GoFundMe page well, as well. That's very nice of you. Because he played, thank you, but he also, he played my father on, on When Calls the Heart, which is Yeah, such so a you're all crazy, like so close, yeah, the family. <laughs> it is. I mean, serendipitous kind of thing, but. It's like um, you're, you're uh, Gabriel and you are brothers, but then you're basically I keep asking <laughs> for money in Heartland. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, she's my girl. He, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's a uh, he's such a funny uh, human being. I mean, he's funny yeah. actor that it's out, but he's his wit is really quick, and he's like he's he's a really nice guy, and, and he's got that in him too as an actor to be like a tough guy like he could play a, a scary guy because he's, he's quite big and you know a, a large presence but he's just so fun Gabe's one of the funniest people I've ever met and he's funny uh, and they're both I, I mean, so down to earth as well they're just so yeah, lovely so down to earth yeah you know um yeah and Michelle too like Michelle we kind of hung out we we had kind of the same group of friends well we kind of crossed paths in a group of friends that were comedians in Toronto so like we kind of knew the same comedians in Toronto and and Michelle is a comedian at heart too you know she's a director yeah. too I mean she's doing a yeah. lot of the episodes she's very talented too yeah she's like really taking over there too but on top of that she is a comedian at heart and she knows how to play that stuff and she always kind of looks for the comedy in, in a lot of the scenes that you know at least I've worked with her at and Gabe's kind of the same like Gabe Gabe's Wait, it's so funny and i mean as as evidenced by the show that he's on right now in la the uh the firefighter with the reno tacoma no, fd yeah. tacoma tacoma fd yeah so like and i think that's just a dream job for him to be on a show like oh, that, yeah. where he just gets to he loves comedy know, just love and he's so good at it like he's his wit is very funny <laughs> and i've you know i've i i can remember having like belly laughs at some of the stuff that he would say and you know uh, even us kind of joking around be before a, a take or so or even some improv stuff we had to do a scene with a baby 
where the baby was, uh, Lindy was like crying. This is when she was like really young. Yeah. And, you know, she's crying and, and it's like two men and a baby and we can't figure out how to, you know, quiet her or whatever. And we're just kind of like improving with each other. So it's, it must be yeah, really hard on screen then to pretend to like hate each other. Yeah. You know, it, it really, that's one of the things it, it, it's weird. I find it more on, on this other show that this one, when, when calls the heart, it's easier to have like a, a, um, a head it headbutt kind of relationship with Chris on that one. Um, because Gabe was more like, we, we kind of never really saw each other. Like, I mean, there was maybe one or two things with Mitch and Peter when they're in the same room and it's more uncomfortable mm. than like we hate each other, but it's, it was, I don't know. We always, there was always like a respect or whatever there. So I don't know. It wasn't, yeah, I never felt like I, I like, Mitch hated Peter. I just felt like it, you know, there at times he was like, what's going on? You yeah. know, what's, what's happening with, with <laughs> It's like, we've both been with know, this Peter. woman. It's awkward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, exactly. It's just like sitting in the awkwardness kind of thing. Yeah. There was, I think there was one where we were all at, at the dinner table, right? And they know they pull out from like Michelle and like we're both on, on either side of her and she's just like, this is so weird. Yeah. So, Especially when there's yeah, kids involved was, too and it's like, you know, I'm the dad, but. Mitch has come in and yeah. kind of replaced story, him a little because, bit. But, but I mean, like, you know, very real stuff that happens, you know, all the time. So yeah. it, it's, well, it's nice something we kinda... always talk about that that's something great about Heartland is there's just all the storylines in the show are realistic. You know, it's things mm -hmm. that, you know, the audience can watch and there's always something in the show someone can relate to. Yeah. 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 And that was something we spoke about with Michelle, that it's great to see on a show like that, they showed a healthy divorce um, yes. as well. You know, a lot of the times they don't. Yeah. With shows yeah, and yeah. movies. Yeah. A healthy divorce and a divorce too that like, you know, was was not um, easy in a way that like, I mean, they both had to still like work, you know, to, to, mm. like it, it was healthy, but it was also like, you could see the, the work they both had to put into it to make it you know easy on their kids and yeah like of that. course so, yeah it was very it was very real kind of yeah way. very real you know? whole show is <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and i do have some fan questions here kevin if you don't right. mind answering some of them we and are they just going to call in are they are we going to go to the phones i wish we're going to go to the phones right now <laughs> i'd like All to have right. a bit of control over which ones i'm asking you <laughs> i see okay no um well i put up that you were going to be on the show up on Facebook, Instagram. So we had some fans put some questions right. in. Um, we've got on Facebook, Michael Dowling. He's one of our Patreons. He wants to know how difficult has it been juggling your roles in both the shows and dealing with the COVID limitations. So we kind of briefly mentioned, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, last year was, well, I mean, the first year that I was on, um, was it the first year? Whatever. Let's say two years ago, I'm, I'm doing One Calls a Heart and I'm doing Heartland and I'm flying back and forth. And they're not, they're only a province away, right? One shoots in, in Alberta, one shoots in British Columbia. Um, there was really no problem. You know, COVID wasn't around at the time. I was able to kind of, you know, shoot a week uh, in Vancouver and then like take a car to the airport, boom, shoot three days in, in Alberta back here, you know, blah, blah, blah. It was pretty easy the first time. Is that hard then memorizing the two scripts in that no yeah I, I, people time. said that too i i used to when i when i was in the um uh repertoire theater company 
what that means is like, you know, it, it, it's a group of actors that do multiple plays. So when we would have audience talks, a lot of people would be like, is, do you ever like find yourself in another play and being like, oh yeah. God, what, it, like saying the wrong line. Um, but it's not that it, it, you liken it to like, you know, subjects in high school. Like you're not going to go into English and just start, you know, reciting your history history because history, yeah. <laughs> you know you know where you are yeah so no it's that's not hard you can always kind of stay ahead of like what you're supposed to do it it's time consuming you know you don't have really any downtime because you're back and forth so much um but so so yeah th that was easier but when COVID hit it got really kind of difficult because I couldn't when calls the heart um you know they're kind of the big block like I got to be here for that first so I'm I'm out here and they weren't because of COVID, nobody wanted to like like they were like we're not gonna allow you to jump on a plane and like, mm. you know, go over and shoot and get back on a plane. Like right now, it was it was literally like you go to work, you come home, you just kind of like just stay in the bubble kind of thing. We don't want to bring the, the disease in. So that in in that scenario, we had to like shoot everything from heartland at the very end so I, I had to finish when calls the heart and then we had then i flew it to calgary and it was almost like a back order of shots like they would have already shot episode one and two that i would have been in and currently they're on like episode nine but wow. i would go back and i would shoot all of my coverage for episode one or two so they'd actually have to go back and put everybody back in the first sets or whatever so we could shoot my camera and then kind of like catch me up to nine. Wow. And then, yeah, so that was a bit disorienting. Like what's happening? Like, have I already said this to you? Like what's going on in this? Especially for the rest of the cast. Like we're so far in advance. You exactly. Know? Like, and they're like, so much has happened. Has show up, <laughs> cool guy shows up at the end. Like what's my line? So whole thing changes yeah. just for Kevin. <laughs> whole thing changes, yeah, yeah. It's a diva coming in. So um, that was uh, that was the hardest that it's ever really been. But no, yeah. it's not. Um, it's not too bad juggling. It's again, it's not. It's not. It's not really my problem. I don't. It, it's the the producers got to kind of figure it out. Yeah, just like I told you to... with acting for camera that they're like stand on this mark and say this line and they're just like okay now go to the airport and get on this plane go to this yeah. hotel and then get out of the hotel go to work so you're like okay but it's just it's I'll just do what I'm what told to do. <laughs> I'll just do what I'm told and then for those split few minutes in front of the camera I get to make a few decisions on how I want to say the line and then okay get back to the go back to the hotel okay back on the air okay yeah. okay well, and you're so. used to obviously Most, memorizing well, multiple scripts so that's yeah well that's easy side for you it's a different thing too, I think, to memorize uh, like like a play versus uh, uh, film and TV stuff. Like I I, I can memorize uh, a scene for like for TV pretty quickly, and we can do mm -hmm. the scene, and then I will forget it forever. I'll, I won't <laughs> remember what I said. Ever. Like that night, I'll be like, I don't know, I forget what I said. But you know, with theater, you just you run it so many times. Like I can still recite Shakespeare in my head because. It's just there, like you, you, you had to do it so many times. times. Exactly. Um, so yeah, it's it, it's 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 weird. It's the, whether it's like the short term, long term memory thing. But I right now my strength is in the short term memory of like looking at looking at a side or looking at a scene and being able to do it in the moment um, and then forget it completely a few hours later. But mm. if I ever do go back to the theater. I've really, it's got to like exercise that long-term memory again, because 
that'd be terrifying to be up there and just not know your line. I remember I read this story with Bruce Willis that was doing a play on Broadway or whatever. He just did not trust his memory. So they gave him like kind of like an ear pod that I got in right now. I'm talking to you. And he would have an ear pod huh. ready to feed him the line, you know, either either it was feeding the line or it was there just in case he forgot it kind of thing. But like, you know, he just spent so many years of his life memorizing a certain way where like you know you're just you're in it you're you're still it's it, maybe you're in it even more because like the words just kind of coming to you mm. uh, you, you know because you've just looked at the stuff and you, and you and you're kind of going on impulses um so it's not it's not like a lazier thing to do it's just it, it, you know just the mediums require different uh, techniques so interesting uh, this stuff i've never yeah. given any thought to so Thanks for well, this is at least this is at least what I find. I mean, you, there are yes, other I'm sure a lot of other people are saying. I know this stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I, yeah. So well, I have yeah. two questions here on Facebook, and they're very both similar about working with children on screen. We've got a uh, Don Don Sasha Never, Schwartz. never do it. Never, never do, do it. Do it. No. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I've heard from uh, Graham and Amber. It's quite difficult. <laughs> um, never do it. And Thadden Cherry Endicott on Facebook. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing these wrong. Oh. Um, they were both talking about, you know, how have you been able to, you know, do you have nieces or nephews? How do you like, you know, create that great connection with the kids that you have worked with on screen? And have you even used your own relationship or upbringing with your own father to kind of shape those those father roles that you've played? It's very nice that they think that I am. Um made a nice connection with some of that yeah there was a few questions actors. like that so you work well yeah, with kids that's really nice thank you um i think that might just be because i'm a giant kid myself um <laughs> yeah that always helps yeah i uh i mean like yes to the question where do you just take stuff from your own life and and and, and uh you know use that while, you, while you're playing with other characters like of course i think mean, that's 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 kind of what we all we know, you know, a lot of time, like this is how I would do it, or this is how I've seen other people do it. Um, and I do have my dad is great, and like you know, he was a fantastic father, and he's he's also great with kids too. You know, like I mean, he's where they live right now. They've they've got two young families on either end of them right now, and dad's oddly enough like a big part in both kind of the the neighbors' kids' lives. Like he's kind of oh. he's teaching one of the kids what one of the neighbor's kids he kind of he goes over and, and teaches them and i when covid was kind of going on he was kind of teaching them certain subjects or whatever and then yeah dad yeah and then dad has a garden as well and then the other kids on the other side they come over and they want to help him do the garden so he's like so he's got like these rocks these painted rocks that the kids have made in his garden and he's like, he's always kind of you know yeah it's very sweet and he's kind of got the same thing that I'd have about just kind of like being a big kid with these kids too. And, you know, and so, I, yeah, I don't know, I guess I have to have it from, you know, both my parents were, were great with kids and, and great with my brother and I, when we were growing up. So I think, I guess that's gotta be it. Like, I mean, I've yeah. never really thought about it too much, but I did, I do work with kids a lot now that I think about, you know, like I've got, I worked with the, the K and well, the two actors who played Katie on 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 Heartland, and then I work with Jada, who plays um, uh, Allie on uh, on When Calls the Heart, and uh, yeah, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's you're doing know. a good job, so keep it up. Thank you. Yeah, I guess I've, <laughs> I, I've never really thought about it too much, but it's 
I guess I just don't think of them like working with kids. I just like treat them like, you know, they're other cast members. Other yeah. cast members and they've got something unique to offer and I'll play off of it kind of thing. And yeah, yeah I don't know. But that's nice. And that's nice to hear. I know. You've got you've got some amazing fans out there, I have seen. <laughs> uh, uh. And Thank Irene and Bev, another couple of our Patreons, they want to know: Have you gotten? Have you got any new Hallmark movies coming up that you can share with us? I know sometimes they have to keep a secret, but keep them under wraps. They never have to. I don't want to say that. I've got there, there's one movie I think has already been leaked out. Anyways, I'm doing with uh, Lacey Chabert. Um, oh, I love her. That yeah, she's great. Oh my god, what get her on the show. And like, a total Love her pro, movies. yeah. Make a call. Um, total pro and really charming, and uh, she's a lot of fun to work with. So they're doing. I'm just part of this, but it's the first trilogy that they're doing for Hallmark, where they've got it's kind of full of a bunch of Hallmark stars in this thing. So there's it's it's three women, and they're kind of all in it, but it's 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 a bigger storyline than just one movie. So. Yeah, Lacey okay. and I are, are Lacey and I are in the first one, and Love it. Uh, we might we might bleed into some of the other ones as well. But uh, yeah, it's it'll be it'll be really great when it comes out. It was a lot of fun to shoot, and she's great. And then uh, Kayla Wallace, who's on the show, who I'm also dating, uh, and she so we also did uh, a movie together. Um, oh. I don't know if it's going to be. I'm not sure what's happening with that one yet. But we uh, we shot that one uh, in the summer just before I came out here. Um, so yeah, that was oh, a lot of fun too. Keep I mean, us that was up the to date, time. all right? When they yeah, come out, you I just will. have to come back on the show and talk about it. I will. Yeah. I will. yeah. Well, yeah. good luck with it all. Thank and Alison um, Fraser and and Lillian Rodani, I don't know, something like that. Rodani. Yes. Um, right. They want to know about whether you're going to expand your singing or write any music because you're such you have such an amazing voice. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you uh, to Radana E. Who are they? Who are they the two? Lillian and Allison. <laughs> Lillian and Allison, thank you. Um, I mean, we, Kayla and I, Kayla is quite good. We, we pluck around on the piano and, and the guitar a lot. And we sing a lot. I think as things slowly start opening up too, and, you know, we, we can start doing live music in, in the bars and, you know, playing yeah. the game. We, we've, you know we're going to take advantage of that um no plans to like release anything i know i know some people really like to like you know release music so, okay to me it was always i really like music theater and mm. and you know I, I played in with bands and bars and stuff when i was in my earlier 20s um but uh i you know like honestly if i could do it again I would have been a rock star if I could do it. Again. I would have. I would have put more emphasis on like music, but I think I just I wasn't as sure about it as much as I was sure about you know acting. So I don't know if that has you know passed me by the the, the whole you know still like under the entertainment umbrella. It's still. I guess you're right, and you know, like I did, like I said, I did write two musicals, but so it's like it is. The writing is there. It just we haven't. Um, I think you know. It's been it's been pretty busy this year, and again, Hawk on Marble, it stays like that. But it's uh, it would be nice to kind of, you know, take some time off and kind of like write something from the heart rather than like regurgitate, like you know, mm. rather than saying other people's words all the time. It'd be nice to maybe take a bit of time off and create something that is 
you know, completely unique to, to, to your own experiences. So, yes, the, the answer is you'll definitely see more like singing and playing on, on, on the social medias. Oh, fantastic. But um, if anything is going to come out with like an album, you know, anything like that, I don't know. I don't know what that yet. Well, you never know what the future yeah, will hold, as we keep saying throughout this interview. So. Exactly. Maybe there'll be. We've been we've been pushing for a, a musical episode of uh, What Calls the Heart for a while, so maybe Ooh. that'll happen. I don't know. People do love those types of episodes. And you know, when when a season go, I like yeah, we're shooting season nine right now. Like it's wow, when it goes that go? long. When it goes that long, it's like these things are fun. Like it gets, it gets, it's kind of a, like a nice little treat for the people that have been sticking with it for so long. Right. So mm. Hardwind needs a musical or like some kind of, you know, some wacky. Yeah, there's so uh, many amazing actors there that have really nice voices. You know, yeah, Amber well, and Chris, Sean have done a little bit, but they just yeah, get everyone Chris has in. got a good voice too. Chris used to be, Chris who plays Tim was, uh, he was really into like the band stuff for a little while. Yeah. He was in the eighties kind of stuff. He saw him once too. We were, there was some party or something or whatever and he was doing um you got to fight for your right to party and he's playing the guitar like you know like screaming in the mic I'm like this guy is a rock star this is like he he can do it i mean he's you know, what you want to be i think he yeah he did it for a little while you know he they he had a band when he was younger so anyways mm. but yeah the talent is there for sure doesn't even surprise me now when i hear an actor also kind of dabbling in music a little bit yeah Seems like there a lot of the a lot of you out there are doing that. <laughs> yeah, well, we do anything you can to just give us money. We'll yep. juggle. <laughs> just do what you're passionate yeah. about, right? That's what life's yeah. about. <laughs> yeah. And we do have one last fan question here, and it kind of connects with what I ask all my guests anyway. Is what advice all would right. you give to our audience who might want to follow their dreams of being an actor? And David N seven eight eight wants to know how to how to do a good self tape audition and maybe advice on landing an acting role. Oh man, I wish I had a piece of advice. It's like, look, all you got to do is this. This is <laughs> yeah. this is this is the secret that no one's telling you, and then you're like, oh yeah, I get it. Um, well, to go into do a good self tape, if if David, that's his name, if he uh, is an actor and wants to know that, I mean, the rules are light yourself really well, you know, get kind of some kind of professional lighting, make sure we can hear you, uh, make sure there's a little pause in between each scene, you know, a little black mm. um, between each scene, and um, you know, shoot yourself, kind of shoulders. Uh, just below the shoulders and where there was a little space above the head. That's really all you got to do. And you kind of play mm -hmm. around with, with whatever you want in there. Um, but uh, that's a very technical answer, but I mean, that's, that's what, it's, it's what um, all the industry people are wanting to see. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's really all it is. It's just uh, follow those rules. Um, but I mean, advice to for anybody that wants to get into it is, I'll, I'll say, you know, I mean, I mean, the advice that we always, you know, here is, you know, like if it's passion, you know, follow it 100%. And, you know, make sure you really want to do this. If this is a thing I, I've heard, you know, if, if you can see yourself doing anything else, maybe try that first, because this, it, it, it can be tough to be an actor, but it yeah. can be so rewarding too. It's so amazing. And like, if you love it, you should do it. And on a positive note too, like, I mean, at this time in the world with, you know, a thousand and one streaming platforms, there has never been more work. 
you know, and never been more work in certain in niches too. Like everyone is kind of trying to find, uh, everyone is trying to make something for, everyone's trying to find a voice for someone right now. Um, and TV especially has changed. And, you know, we're seeing movies kind of, you know, less than everything kind of go to TV. TV is so mm. great right now, you know, but it's changed from like, I remember I did a movie once with, with Patrick Duffy, who was on, um, on Dallas. Uh, what do you play? Bobby, Bobby Ewing on Dallas. My mom, that's still the biggest. My mom's like, I cannot believe you work with Bobby Ewing. And I got him to send like a little message to her and she still has it on her phone. He's like, Bobby. Oh, that's cute. Um, but the point is that, and he was saying too, he's like, you know, like when I was on that, like Dallas was one of seven shows that was on. So like, if you were on a hit show, like everyone in the world knew you. Hmm. And now there are so many shows. Like every time I turn on a new platform, I'm like I've never even heard of the show. Blah, blah, blah. Like it's it's the fame has kind of lessened, but at the same time, there's so much more work, and you can kind of as an actor, like the, you you can jump from project to project a lot right now, and and hmm. and find a niche that you kind of work in. Um, you know, you can you find a home, but there's just the to anybody that wants to get into this. You know it's tough, but at at this time in 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 the world right now, there has never been more stuff, and also never been a search for content. So if if people have an idea to do their own, like you know, shoot shoot uh, a scene or or something, or, or or a little like twenty minute idea of of what your television show would be on your phone, like people want to buy these things right now. They they can't get enough content. There's we are yeah. devouring it, you know, right now. So it's tough but at the same time it's getting more attainable where i think we're going to see a lot more people you know being actors and stuff like that so like go for it please you know if it's in your blood and in your heart like do it um it can be tough but again it's it's a great time to be you know to be an artist mm, best time I to get know. into it so and just, just dive do it into anybody. the deep yeah, end like, and, and, and there's really no excuse not to like, you know, like if you really want to, you can self-distribution now, like you can put stuff up on YouTube, you can put stuff, you know, you can, you can make your audience, you can create a lot of the, you know, I, I'm really a fan of the, this, uh, this Phoebe Waller-Bridge um, who did uh, um, Fleabag, I don't know if you saw this Fleabag show that she did or whatever, but that, she, that was, she wrote that as a one woman show. It was a fringe show for a while, you know, and then Amazon saw it and they put it up. But like she built her audience and 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 built her own, you know, vehicle to of, of stardom. So like go out there and find your audience, you mm. know, and, and then that's all the network needs to see to be like, oh yeah, we'd like to buy this or we'd love to, you know, and then you know. But yeah, I don't know. That's kind of a that's great disjointed, advice. Disjointed answer, but yeah. No, well, that's actually one of the best advice in terms of getting into being an actor that we've gotten on this show. So thank you. Oh, well, you're welcome. Hopefully David takes yeah. it on board. <laughs> well, and then hire me, David, if, if, if your show takes off. Exactly. Like, I, Kevin needs I work can, too. You know, <laughs> I need work. Tell Vin Diesel to hire, yeah. No, we're, we're done with it. <laughs> Poor Vin Diesel after this interview is just going to yeah, be bombarded. Be like, like, going who? Peace. What is going messages. on, Kevin? Who? Yeah, who is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> well, I have already taken up a lot of your time, Kevin, but do you have time for a quick game? Yeah, let's play a game. Yeah, it's only two-minute games, so it's very quick. Oh, all right. <laughs> now, it, 
guests a game on our show, legendary game. It's called the Two Minute Hot Seat. And oh, what boy. we do is I ask you various questions and you just have to pick your preference. So it's like dogs or cats, singing or dancing. And you have to answer as many questions in two minutes as possible. Okay. And then we'll see like where you sit. Close my eyes. <laughs> well, Does it we'll help? S- I don't know if anybody can even see this, but I mean, no, know well, that I'm closing my eyes. <laughs> well, we after after that we have a leaderboard here, so we see where you oh. sit on the leaderboard up against everyone else that's played the game on the show. So we've had Gabriel play the. Sh- play the game so i'm sure you kind of want to beat him we've had graham waddle and chris potter so uh, chris potter answered 30 chris questions potter on the show Very yeah nice. yeah okay i know wow. even gabriel was surprised he's like i doubt you got chris and i was like yeah actually we had him on a couple of weeks ago yeah that's wild yeah, he was I mean... hard to get though I, I will admit that so all the fans yeah. better appreciate it <laughs> graham waddle answered 51 so he beat chris and gabriel answered 49 so he was just under Graham. So, so if you want to beat Graham Gabriel. Is, Graham is the reigning champion right now. Is that 51. Yep. <laughs> Out oh, of the Heartland cast. Not the top let's of the leaderboard, 52. but. Well, okay. Oh, wait, who's sh- at the top of the leaderboard? 101 questions. <laughs> Who did that? Uh, it's an up and coming singer here in Australia called Elizabeth Issa. And it was Elizabeth her second time e- playing it, so I feel like she was kind of had oh, a bit of an advantage. So she, she just wanted say. to answer as many in two minutes as possible. I don't know whether okay. they were honest answers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, she was prepared. What was her first score? That's what I got to beat. Uh, her first score, eighty-three. Oh, so still, still okay. Still high. Pretty, yeah, wow. it was in person okay. though, so I know with with these Zoom interviews, you know, I always give you. 15 seconds more just because of, you know, a little bit of delay and mm-hmm. hearing me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me get my stopwatch. Okay. okay. Are you all ready? So at I, least I can't to wait. beat your buddy Gabriel, at least 49. <laughs> okay. Gabe's if not down. 51 and beat Graham. <laughs> all right. <laughs> here we go. Three, two, one. Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. iPhone or Samsung? iPhone. Apple or Android? Apple. Rap or rock music? Rock music. Rock or pop? Pop music. Pop or country? Country. Beach or mountains? Beach. Beach or pool? Beach. Sun or rain? Summer. Skiing or snowboarding? Skiing. Comedy or action? Comedy. Blondes or brunettes? Oh, brunettes. Sweet or salty? Oh, I don't know both. Um, uh, Sweet. Sunglasses or hat? Sunglasses. SUV or convertible? Convertible. Mac or PC? Mac. PlayStation or Wii? PlayStation? Clean or messy? Clean. Sing or dancing? Singing. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Italian or Chinese food? Italian. Summer or winter? Summer. Kim Kardashian or Scarlett Johansson? Scarlett Johansson. Johnny Depp or Will Smith? Will Smith. Mall or online shopping? Uh, online. Cinema or home movie? Cinema. Ice cream or gelato? Gelato. Cake or cookies? Cookies. Cookies or cookie dough? No cookies. Family or friends? Family. Christmas or your birthday? Christmas. Night or day? Day. Bus or train? Bus. Straight or curly hair? Great. Eye color blue or brown? Blue. Vampire or werewolf? 
Vampire. Uh, texting or calling? Texting. Los Angeles or New York? New York. Friday or Saturday? Good Friday. TV or movies? Movies. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Snow or surf? Surf. Harry Potter or Twilight? Uh, Twilight? Family Guy or The Simpsons? Simpsons. McDonald's or Burger King? McDonald's. French fries or chips? French fries. Burger or hot dog? Burger. Guitar or drums? Guitar. And we're out of time! (laughs) My goodness! So stressful! What was it? What was it? it? How many questions do you think you answered? Do you think you beat Gabriel at 49? Oh, God, I don't know. I kind of blacked out there. Uh, (laughs) uh, I don't know. Uh, You're both so similar. I cannot believe this. I... You have answered 48, so you're only one oh question short. God. <laughs> oh, talk about, yeah, intense, right? <laughs> that was intense. It you know what's great that about that? that what's great about that, though, is it just means you have to come back on the show and then try to beat your old score. <laughs> and beat him. Oh, 48. Feels good, I know. Though. So that means you are sitting number 40 on the Rave It Up leaderboard. The same spot as Peter Lucky Anorati, who's also an actor on, uh, he was an actor on SWAT. He's on This Is Us. Oh, cool. Yeah, so oh, same slot as him. But one more good. you want to beat, Gabriel. <laughs> I'm uh, so sorry. You beat Chris Potter, though. So well, that's a proud moment. <laughs> that's good. I'll take, I'll let him know. Yes, rub it in his face. <laughs> I will. We are unfortunately getting to the end of the interview now, Kevin. But as a closing statement, and was probably the most important question, Knowing what you know now, what would you tell your 14-year-old self? Oh, wow. You really saved the deep ones for the very end. Right at the end. Uh, What would I tell my 14-year-old self? When I was a kid, when I was 14, I was very aware of, I think I was trying to be, you know, cool or I was trying to I, I was trying everybody. to everybody <laughs> exactly you know and and I didn't listen to myself enough times and, you know sometimes you do something you're like that really wasn't me or like you know why was I you know why did I say that to that person I wasn't who I was so I mean I tell my 14 year old self that authenticity you know being your authentic self you're actually going to find a circle that you're supposed to be in a lot quicker mm. you know you, you, you might yeah, you, you'll find your people a lot quicker if you just be yourself and 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 not worry about not worrying about having to fit in. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I, I, I love that answer. Perfect. Yeah. I put all yeah. the answers to that question in a book that's just behind me. Oh, I just really? Love, I oh, just that's love a great the, idea. Yeah, I love the answers because it just really opens you up to talk about your childhood and what you were like yeah, back yeah. then. So, great yeah. answer. We'll have to get yeah. you in the next one. <laughs> Give me that book. Yes. It's a great it's a great book for a series right just keep yeah, making absolutely. it absolutely <laughs> that's a good idea there you go and before we go if our audience want to contact you find out what you're up to in the future where should they go where should we go follow you oh i am on instagram i i don't even know what my handle is i think it's just my name just type it? in I kevin mcgarry and it will come up type, honestly type in kevin mcgarry google he might be dead i don't know if they changed that or not yet it um 
but that's the uh, other Kevin McGarry, though. That's not the other one. Kevin McGarry. I, I, well, it depends if Google's changed. It. Well, but I found you on Instagram easy enough. So and that was true. just typing think, in your name. You know, look for the blue check mark on the thing, and you know there, there are for whatever reason there's more um, people pretending to be me or whatever and asking for money. Don't don't listen to that, Kevin McGarry. Yes. Uh, just look for the blue check mark, and um, yeah, that's. Uh, I, I'm more active on on Instagram than kind of anything. I'm not. I'm not a huge social media person, um, but you'll probably find the most up to date stuff on Instagram. So. Fantastic. Well, we'll yeah. go follow you. I, I'm already following you, but everyone else, go follow, follow Kevin. <laughs> Please, thank you. And thank you so much for coming on our show today, Kevin. Thanks for taking the time. I didn't want to stop pleasure. you. You're just giving us gold, you know. <laughs> oh. I uh, just just rambling on but thank you thanks so much you're welcome and come on the show anytime all right just consider it your second home if you want to talk about oh, anything perfect. in the future come back on I got to get better at that game 40 oh. it'll be 52 next time at least next time awesome and if you next ever come time. to Australia in the future let me know you told me just I before will. we started recording you haven't been here before so I know you gotta add I it gotta, to your, your list got a tour guide yes yes I will Exactly. I'll show you. I'll show you around the great places. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't it's, wait. it's on the to-do list. We'll make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you want to be the first to get every new episode, remember to subscribe to this podcast for free. Just search for Rave It Up on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share it with your friends and tell us what you love the most and even let us know what you want to hear on this podcast. You can even check out the videos of our interviews on our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. And for more, visit our website, raveituptv.com. Now, before I leave you today, I just want you to remember that you are loved and you are beautiful. Bye.